Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 413 here on The Daily Grind. Today is a very special episode. Um, I bring along John Whiting for the third time and the only third time guest here on The Daily Grind, and that's for a reason. This episode is meant to inspire you. John went from $1,400 a month, one month, to a year later being able to develop a system of business that is generating over seven figures a year. John breaks down how he was able to do that, some real secrets in this episode. So be sure everyone, you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back and really dive into today's interview with John Whiting. Enjoy. Today's review of the day is a little bit different. It's not about the podcast, but about the podcast revenue generator ebook that I just created. Um, this has been getting a ton of attention. And today's review of the day comes from AJ Wilcox. The podcast revenue generator ebook is the single greatest resources for podcasters looking to drive business and generate revenue through podcasting. It's an extremely complete guide to every angle you'll need to consider. For any new or established podcaster, make this your Bible. If you want to check out what the podcast revenue generator is all about, all you have to do is go to daily grind podcast forward slash PRG. Again, daily grind forward slash PRG. Today's episode is brought to you by Wix. If you're a business owner or looking to start a business, your website's going to be your home. And for me, I was so frustrated having to outsource my website because I ended up with a product that wasn't mine and not something that I truly wanted. I actually started and redesigned my website completely using Wix. And I can tell you from experience how easy it was to use and how so professionally done it looks. This is the first site that I ever created by myself and I just couldn't believe how actually easy it was to do as I was able to customize it to exactly how I wanted it to look. If you're super creative, you can design it com from complete scratch, or if you're more like me, you can start with one of their numerous amazing templates, which really gives you a solid base to build off of. And then from there, what's awesome is that everything is automatically optimized to any device. So whether you're on your desktop or mobile phone, it's gonna look great no matter where you are. And honestly, it's so easy and anything you don't know how to do, there's support and videos there to help you. And to make it even better, they have built in SEO. So you don't need to be an expert in SEO to make sure your website gets noticed online and you don't have to pay someone thousands of dollars either. Now, of course, I'm not just going to rave about this and not share it with you. So if you were someone you know is wanting to create an amazing website all you have to do is go to wix.com forward slash podcast to get started for 10% off today. Again, that is wix.com forward slash podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode with John Whiting. Well, John Whiting, welcome back to the Daily Grind, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me again. Absolutely. You know, you know that you're the uh, first three-time guest here on the daily grind i love it i'm honored i'm honored absolutely well uh for those of you who are listening if you want to go back and listen to those first two episodes john was on july 10th for episode 178 and also february 6th for episode 
69. So go check out John's story. Um, John, it's been about just over a year since we last spoke here on the show. For those people who uh, don't really know much about your world, um, what's the update on life? How has the last year been? Because I know personally it's been crazy, and I want the audience yeah. to hear the story too. Yeah, it's been a pretty crazy whirlwind. I'm trying to put myself back to last July. Um, last July, I, I had just... I would say I was probably six months into my lead generation and client acquisition agency. And I think we had gotten to like, I don't know, 40 or $50,000 a month. And I had yeah. maybe three guys that were working for me. Um, we had built and built and built to where we had, um, we've downsized slightly to become more efficient, but at our peak number of people, we had 17 on the team and we were cooking right around 150 to 180,000 a month. Wow. Um, and, um, as we're speaking right now, I don't want to jinx it, but we're actually a client of ours is interested in acquiring our agency. Um, awesome. but it's been, it's been a wild ride, man. Lots of, uh, lots of interesting lessons for sure. There's much, much different challenges at the $150,000 a month level than at the $50,000 a month level or $10,000 a month level. So, for sure. so yeah, let's start there. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people are listening, have aspirations to get to that level and think that, you know, once I get there, my life's good, I'm free. Talk to us about some of the challenges you, you faced and are facing. Um, so when you're dealing with bigger numbers, typically depending on the type of business that you're in, you're dealing with more people and that layer of complexity of just dealing with more people, more customers, more people on your team, getting everybody going in the right direction. And, you know, somebody has a challenge and you got to handle it and it's a distraction, which causes another problem. And now you got to handle that. Um, there's just more complexity as it, as it grows. And there are th a few things that, um, you know, we, we learned about, you know, signing the wrong types of customers. Um, not that they're bad people, just we signed, especially like we had a, a sales team that was, um, now it's three, but it was up to six. Okay. We've gotten more efficient, as I said, but there was a, one of our sales guys basically was closing, was closing accounts that should not have been closed. And, um, it's not his fault. It's just I didn't have that type of discernment in place well enough to um, be able to disqualify as many people as we should have. And they that that signing of too many of the wrong clients has had cost quite a bit of quite a bit of time and money for sure. Um, and it just those types of things like you'd think like, oh, you have the problem of too many clients which we did. Yeah. Um, that's a good problem to have on one hand. I'm grateful that we, we had that problem on the other hand, um, would have definitely, there's a point probably about last October, or November where should have put more of a, uh, of a velvet rope policy in place and had a smaller front door and a larger back door. We had a very, very big front door, and a relatively small back door and that kind of caught up with us without us even knowing it. Okay. Um, so that 
we've we've navigated it i think about as well as one can navigate it uh but still it's um you know even though the numbers are large the the risk and the liability and not only just with your own guys but clients and like it just that was i would say the biggest one is is knowing at what point to start to tighten up your the valve on who do you let become a client because uh, in the beginning you're just working with whoever will work with you um and we just we took that to an extreme level which caused some very very wonderful growth but also um very big very fast created a few unique challenges so so how do you balance that because obviously you know as a leader yourself which now you become you want to empower your people to you know make as much money as possible and close sales but like you had said you also don't want to bring on the right client so how do you sort of instill that same belief system in the people on your team as as you have um i would say so what i've learned is uh, in doing anything in business it's all about finding out what people want and getting it to them mm -hmm. so um i don't know if this is a direct answer to your question but it's the best i got so okay. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go with this um in when you t when you say instill the same belief it's really if you can show somebody how they can get what they want so just like when we sign up uh, a customer or somebody you know asks me to coach them in some way or i'm selling anything it's all about what are they actually what are their real goals and desires and then how can i mix in what i know to help them get you know f fill the gap between where they are and where they want to get and it's not just doing that with customers it's doing that with your employees as well so you have to structure the entire business as a way so that your employees can see clearly how they can get what they want out of the deal just like you structure your offering as a business so that your customers can get what they want out of the deal mm -hmm. and um i would say there is it, there is a definite, probably imperfect discernment process between, hey, we want to onboard a lot of people so sales guy can get a lot of commission, but they also have to have, you know, the right, uh, they have to be the right customer because the wrong customer in the long term is going to cost you money. Learn that one. Yeah. Um, but that also then has to go all the way back to your marketing and your messaging and your positioning. And that goes all the way back to what are you actually doing in your business that's actually and what result are you actually delivering for people and matching that with your offer so that you attract the right people so that gotcha. the sales guy isn't put in a weird position. Um, but then you have to incentivize the sales guy so that it's worth his time to grind away and, and close deals. So it's a it's been interesting architecting that. And um, I wouldn't say that I did it perfectly, but um i i learned so much in the process that now you know we've worked with uh somewhere just on on our agency side it's been somewhere around 400 customers in the last 18 months um and we've learned you know we've had everybody from the people who are with us for only three months because we do too well and they can't handle the number the volume of new customers that they have like that's a very real part of our churn. Really? There's also people that we shouldn't have worked with in the first place because they weren't, for whatever reason, a right fit. So 
Um, the good news is, is I've gotten really good at filling up a sales pipeline and closing customers. The challenging uh, part that I'm still working on is making sure that they're the right customer and have it, and then having that balance. Um, it's, I, and I would imagine, uh, based on people that I'm sure you and I both follow, it's, it's always a, an ever evolving process. But no I'm, I'm super, I'm super stoked about what I've learned because it's been, it's been the best education that I've had. And as I say, pressure is a privilege, and I've had my fair share of pressure no. <laughs> in the last in the last 18 months. Of course. So, I mean, for people listening who are, say, self-employed, right? They're, they're not quite entrepreneurs yet. They're working for themselves. They're trying to build up their business, but they're struggling with growth. They're struggling with onboarding new clients and growing their revenue. Because you've seen so much success in the last 18 months, what are some things you would tell those people? So there's, there's a recipe. Just like baking a cake, if, if you follow the right recipe, you're going to get a reasonable result. Um, I would say most people, a few different a few different things. Most entrepreneurs that are solopreneurs that are in the position that you mentioned, A, don't realize that there is a recipe, or B, have some sort of a false concept of, um, I'm just going to be a solopreneur. I don't, quote unquote, want to build a business. Um, that belief right there, I would say, keeps them from even seeking the correct actions because they're afraid and it's, it's a fear-based thing. Oh, I don't yeah. want to get too big. Um, unfortunately that's going to be limiting obviously, but it's, it's more, it's as a, all you're going to be doing as a solopreneur is just getting by. There's no real such thing as a solopreneur. There is in the beginning, but you're, you're going to need help. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to be basically you have a job that you own. And if that's your game, great. Then I have nothing to say to you. Yeah. Um, what I have to say to somebody who's a solopreneur and wants to have a business that runs without them and get business owner income. Now I have something to say to you. What you first need is to gather as much authority as you possibly can. Social proof testimonials. You need to be really, really good at whatever it is that you do. And you need to get other people saying, hey, yep, this guy or this girl or this man or this woman is good. I, I vouch for them and they've gotten this result for me. Whatever iteration of that is for you, you need to gather that. And then you need to be able to communicate what you do and what result you get for your target market in a very clear, concise way that's in your target market's words, not what you think sounds cool. Mm, I like that, that those first two steps right there are what everybody is missing that I've in, in my education program and my and my agency. Everybody misses that. They're thinking, oh, I just need more leads and I need to close more customers. What's going to get you more leads and close more customers is having when people check you out is having all a whole ton of social proof and having a very clear, concise call to action, why they should care, what result you get for them and what they should be doing. Like, are they booking a call with you, opting into a thing to get you? You got to build an ecosystem of people who know who you are, what you do and why they should care and what action they should take. Yeah. From there, getting leads is so much easier because you've basically cemented that real estate in somebody's mind of you're the ABC guy who does ABC. Um, and then from there, closing customers is much easier because if you have a track record and authority, which by the way is not that hard to get, as long as you're good and you have skills and you sincerely 
desire to help people with stuff. Um, the whole game is to prove a concept, communicate that concept, get people involved in that concept, getting leads, closing them, and then having that as your own recipe for your business that you write up like a cake recipe so that you can hand it off to the next chef and duplicate that over a thousand chefs. And that's how you scale. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, John, I mean, that's one thing that I've noticed with you over the last, you know, 18 months to a year is just the sheer number of people who share their experiences of the products that they bought from you and the coaching they're getting from you and the training they're getting from you. Like it's an influx. What are some pull back the curtain? Maybe give us a little secret as to how we can start getting more testimonials ourselves. Um, yeah. So st it, step one is ask. Nobody <laughs> asks. That's true. I ask relentlessly and I do that because I want to teach that because I know what it does for sales and growth. Yeah. If you have it. thousands of people raving about something, the all, a lot of the objections go away. Mm -hmm. And so before I get to, and I teach a, a kind of a six step system and step four in that system is closing clients sales. So sales is a lot easier when you have a whole huge amount of people that are raving about you and or your product or service. So how do you get those? Ask. You just, if you have existing clients, if you have people that follow you, people that are on your list, do whatever you have to. If, you, if you're brand new, just starting out, but you know some stuff and you know that it's going to be valuable, cool. Give a free half hour or one hour or even five hour, whatever it takes to add tons of value to that person. And all you're trying to do is, no, you're not trying to get money. All you're trying to do is close a refer, or you're trying to close a testimonial. Yes. Instead of closing money, you close testimonials until you have enough testimonials to where you can close money. Mm. See, and I, that's where advisors, coaches, yeah. and agencies, or even if you have a product, like the back thing, whatever. The point is, is you got to go and r forget trying to sell the back thing right out of the gate. You got to prove your concept. Say, hey, try this for 20 minutes. And if it works, all I ask is I'll give you one. All I ask is a, is an honest review. And you get them on video or you get them to type something up. And then you screenshot it or you take the video. And then you put that on your website and you just do that over and over and over and over and over again. And I have it built into where like now at this point, like people who go through my programs, there are points in that program that I ask them digitally to give me a testimonial and they get something in return. So all, all I'm doing is selling people on giving me reviews and it's really not that hard. Um, just everybody thinks that they need to go out, grind, close a customer, so perform for X amount of time, yeah. and then hopefully they get good results. And then by the end of that, um, hopefully they're, you know, bold enough to ask for some sort of a review and then they don't really, they don't really push on it. So the, the customer doesn't really give them one. And now they're six months down the road and they still know, ha still don't have any authority or social proof. Um, and then they go and try and do that again in hopes that one day they get one case study. You don't need <laughs> a whole drawn out case study. Yeah. Even if you're just starting out, get people recommending you. Because in the beginning, your business is you. 
even if you have a back product that nobody, you know, doesn't really work so well, get people recommending you and your knowledge on the subject of backs. Give them advice or something that helps them. And if you don't have enough advice or good enough skills to help somebody, then start there. Start building your skills so that you can then serve the marketplace with those skills so that you can capture that social proof. And you can do this in a very, very short period of time. You don't need to go and get a paying client to get a case study. Just get somebody raving about how helpful you are. Imagine if you had a thousand people going, hey, Colin's like the most helpful guy in the world. He'll do anything for you. Definitely work with Colin. Like you could sell just about anything with that. Yeah. Well, I am fucking helpful, John. People <laughs> listening, right. let's go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But I think it's genius because I think you're right. Like there's for some reason there's this belief system out there that it's like all about influx of leads and closing deals. And like you look at people's websites, you look online or you look at they don't have very many reviews and I could right. probably see one too. I'm like, you know what? makes so much sense because it's the social proof that, that will help you grow, that sells for you. You don't have to be on the phone, verbal diarrhea, trying to close you know, your yeah. fifth client, right? And, and it's a cycle that so many people get into. Yeah. And I, so I teach basically the entire process that most people do. I teach that in reverse. I start with building authority. Mm -hmm. I start with getting testimonials as step one of what I teach. Because from there, like imagine you don't have to ask for any money, right? Imagine all you're trying to do is close a testimonial. Say, hey, I'm going to give you all this shit for free, whatever it is, yep. whatever that big value thing that they want is, and all I ask is an honest review. And you do that a few times. It's going to build your confidence. It's going to make the ask a whole lot easier. It's going to make it easier for them to say yes. And if you're good, they you'll deliver value and you probably get a client out of it because they're going to be like, you know what? This is actually brilliant. Let's act, Can we talk about an ongoing thing? Like that happens. Yeah. But people get so caught up in trying to get customers and trying to get paid, which that's fine. You need to get paid. But you can grind for the next five years trying to get paid or you can for the next 30 days just get th oh, one one review a day. For the next 30 days, now you have 30 people raving about you. It's going to be a lot easier to get leads and close them if you say, well, all these 30 people can't be wrong. Yeah, it's so true. I, I, it's such an important step. So going back to, to this business that you built, I mean, you built a seven-figure business. When you started, did you ever have the intention of, of selling this? Um, so I built it as if I were going to sell it to the best of my ability. Gotcha. Um, so I've through all the education that I've gone through and, and understanding systems and processes and understanding what's, what's really needed in order to sell a business, uh, to the best is definitely not perfect. Uh, but apparently it's good enough that, um, unless something drastic happens on Monday or Tuesday of next yeah. week, we'll be closing. Um, I, I, I built it as if I were going to sell it, um, Long term, I've always had, I've always loved teaching more than, um, I would say, I want to say doing, because I like that process, because it's how I learn. Yeah. But long term, I've always kind of just been fascinated with like a, there, like a kind of a perfect business model in which like 
you have the positioning right. And I love conversion rates. There's something about like the aesthetically pleasing nature of data that works well together and you can reverse engineer stuff. I've always kind of loved that. So it's kind of been a, it was a playing ground for me and I've always been lo in love with sales and marketing yep. um, and influence and how do you get things done. Um, and so all of those things combined and documenting it and being able to train others and, and, you know, I'm super proud of my team they're, they're just all of them phenomenal leaders. And, um, I, I kind of knew that my job in the beginning was, and then one of the first conversation I had with the guy who's pretty much now acting CEO, I said, my job is to duplicate myself in you. And that was like our first conversation a year and a half, almost two years ago. Wow. So I said, I'm going to try do my best to duplicate everything that I know and do because I saw him as a guy who could do it. And um, sure enough, uh, might not be perfect, but he's he's running the show, essentially, pretty much 98 um, percent. And yeah, so I, I, I built it because it's the only way you can really scale anything is you have to build it so it's duplicatable. Yeah. Um, and if it's do, the only way you can, like, it's kind of, you ha you can't, like, build build it to sell it without it being duplicatable. Like, it's, you have to do, you have to build it that way. Otherwise, you won't get past a handful of customers. You won't get past, um, uh, you know, one person working for you, you know, as an assistant or an employee. You yeah. just can't get past that. What was the shift for you? So let's reverse, say, two years ago. Because, you know, the, the transformation even that I've seen as, as a friend of yours in the last two years has been tremendous. I actually haven't seen too many people go from, you know, not that you were, weren't doing well, you're doing very well, but to, to extreme heights now building a seven-figure business. You have seven-figure students, a whole bunch of six-figure students. What was the shift for you? Was it a mindset change was it a coach? Yeah. What was it that, that really kind of, first of all, gave you that belief and then yeah. allowed you to start taking action towards it? Yeah, good question. So um, I had, since I was probably, I guess even before this, but I would say really starting at like 18, I was always, once I first heard the concept of like find a mentor so yeah. they can cut your learning curve and whatever. I was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to go find a mentor. And I set out on that quest. And after going through, I think it's six different people that I was like, Oh, this guy's definitely the guy that's going to teach me all this stuff. I'll do whatever I have to, to work for him. I'll move. I've lived in six States moving around to work with people that I've met different places that I thought were going to be the guys to quote unquote, tell, teach me the answers. Yeah. Um, and I've learned a lot in that process, but the shift was the last project that I was involved in, um, that I still hope something comes of it based on some, a few disagreements, I decided that it was best to kind of move on. But I realized that what I did in that, and I'm under NDA, so I can't say much about it, but the principle was I was around some pretty heavy hitters. Um, and one of whom who remains anonymous has very prestigious marketing and branding awards, uh, ones that you would know about. Gotcha. Um, and 
I realized that my production level and ability level to build a team and and manage them towards a phenomenal result, um, almost, I would say, in my own mind, I'm like, I, I can run circles around these guys. Mm-hmm. And I kind of saw that I was the one that was kind of leading the way without being the one that was leading the way just by my action level. And I had all the other mentors that I had worked with while I learned stuff, I learned kind of, let's say what not to do, but I, I was, I always used to get so frustrated. I'd go into an organization and be like, well, this is broken. That's broken. This guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. What the hell am I doing here? Like that was kind of my pattern. Um, and instead of taking responsibility for it and fixing it, I complained about it. And that was like my pattern for like 10 years, almost to okay. find a mentor, see stuff that was wrong with the way they were doing, complain about it, be mad at myself that I chose the wrong mentor, disconnect, move on, find new mentor. I did that one six times. Um, but the shift for me was when I realized that you know, I had worked my networked and worked my way into some pretty heavy hitting big track record circles. And I was the one that, at least from my perspective, um, I was proud of myself for doing as much as I did. Cause had I not done what I did, I don't know that anything would have happened. Um, and there, there was some strange dynamics that I don't know. It's nobody's fault. It just I learned about myself that you know what, I'm actually really fucking able. Yeah. I'm actually really actually I'm the one I'm the guy that I've been looking for. Mm. And I don't know how to fast track that for anyone. Um, but I had to I had to learn the same lesson six times over ten years. So I'm a bit of a slow learner. <laughs> Um, but once I kind of realized that I said, you know what, all I got to do is really decide that I'm the guy. And I've, I had spent the last, you know, 10 years, uh, putting myself in a subordinate position and giving up my power to others. Gotcha. And once I realized that, you know what, I actually might be more powerful and able than all these people that I've been putting up on the pedestal. And I've proven that to myself. It's not perfect, but, you know, I, um, you know, in, in, I was just doing, I'm putting together a training and kind of some background on me and what I, what I teach, you know, is able to produce. And then even just as, as recent as January, 2018, so about 18, 19 months ago, my total income for that particular month, now it wasn't always this way, but uh, I had kind of some zigzagging fluctuations, but yep. January 2018, I raked in a grand total of 1,400 bucks. Wow! And um, fast forward, uh, one of our largest months recently has been in the 160,000 range. So um, to me, it was just a process of you know like belief, realizing that I knew some shit. Yeah. And, um, I finally gave myself permission to demonstrate that, but I think it, it took me being around some people that I considered like gods, you know, yeah. and realizing that it's kind of like when I, when I, um, when I decided to turn pro in golf, I remember I qualified, uh, for a couple like smaller, you know, pro events as an amateur in college. 
And I'm like, I could play here. These guys don't play much different than I do because I had put like, you know, pro golf on a pedestal. Yeah. And, um, you know, not that that we we know how that ended up. But the point was the point is like it's kind of realizing I think you might have to kind of be around the I'll say the great ones or at least the level that you're idolizing. And I don't know, for me, I, I realized that I'm like, oh. I actually belong here. And I think it took it took a lot for me to realize that I belonged there and just be okay with that. Yeah, I think that's such a great lesson because it's, it's like the confidence that you finally got and, and you probably had it for a long time. It was internal, but it just started to come to fruition when you started to get around these guys. And then you became, you had this self-belief and you know, I think it's such a great lesson to put yourselves around those people because even if you're around them and you're not at their level or not even close, well, now you now you understand how they are there and why they're there and you have something that, to work towards, almost a benchmark, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. And there, you know, of course you learn, I'm like a sponge and I'm also a relentless bulldog. I don't, nobody ever really taught me that one. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm just incessant. Um, so that helps as well because that helped me kind of get myself into positions where I was working with very prominent individuals that, um, were very, very successful that kind of, I had no business being there, but I got myself there just based on sheer relentlessness. Um, so I, I think that that played a very large role in it as well. I love that, man. So, I mean, what's next? I mean, I know you kind of briefly talked about what you're doing for people and, and entrepreneurs and business owners, but touch on, you know, say this sells when you want it to in the next few days. Yeah. What's the future project? What What are you really motivated towards? Yeah, well, even if it doesn't, um, my answer is still the same. Love <laughs> um, so I'm, and even back, it's funny because I, I, I teach a purpose process in step one of um, one of my education programs. And, and um, I've always kind of been, I was always kind of lost with um, like, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing here? And uh, what's funny is even one of the first I went back and saw some of my notes from like 10 years ago and one of the first like purpose processes I went through is actually quite similar to what I'm doing now. It just has taken a bit of a different form. And that's really I'm obsessed with creating freedom Mm -hmm. and I'm obsessed with helping others create freedom. And I just I love that idea um, that you can be in complete control of everything in your life and create your own everything create not to be too cliche but really create your own reality and um, I've been obsessed with that and so I and I've I've been obsessed with trying to figure out the best most efficient way to because at this point I've kind of you know I still have to work but I don't you know like I'm not completely financial freedom um, where I don't ever have to work again yeah but I've gotten to a place to where I'm quite comfortable and very financially independent. And, um, so one of the, one of the cool things is, is what I've learned in building, you know, a, a following and, and a platform to help others that are desiring the same result, um, is, you know, online learning. And I, you can reach so many people with, um, a really great 
message where be- previously it was, you know, a book or you had to show up somewhere. And um, so I have, I had a previous uh, online course that had over 600 students in it, uh, okay. created uh, three seven-figure entrepreneurs uh, from it. And I think over 40, based on my last census, uh, multiple six-figure earners who are entrepreneurs that one of them, you know, started at McDonald's, quit his job, and is now making six figures. So I really like that, and I want to do more of that and reach more people with that because I believe I'm, um, I believe the way I teach it, especially just based on the feedback that I get, I know it's unique, um, and I'm I'm honored to be in a position to where not only do I know how to teach it, uh, but I also know how to market it so I can get people um, the information because uh, you can have the best thing in the world, but if nobody knows about it, it kind of, you know, is useless. <laughs> so um, I have a I have a new program that I actually just launched that um, fills the gaps that were, despite my the success of my previous program, which is essentially, you know, how to get leads and, and close customers, there were certain things that over about 300 coaching calls of people going, Hey, I need some additional help. This isn't working for me the way I want it. There were every single coaching call went the exact same way. And, um, those gaps that were in there, like we talked about building authority first and having a foundation set before you go and try and get leads and try and get customers was the big thing. Everybody was, had no, no credibility, had no idea how to position their company in a way that their target market would be attracted to it. Um, and so I wanted to kind of fill in the gaps and have like my, um, I'll say my legacy product, but I'm 30. So what the hell is that? It's at least the best, yeah. it's the best I've got until this up, up, up until now of every single step in the right order, the correct recipe to go from, hey, I'd like to create ultimate freedom for myself so I don't have to rely on a spouse, a parent, a job, anyone else for my own financial well-being and I can you know, have no limit on my income. Um, it's the best I've got that the pieces that I've used and what I've learned over the years, uh, last 10 years of finagling with this, of how to do that and doing it in the right order, not just bits and pieces, but the entire recipe from A to Z. And if you do those steps, if you do the right steps in the right order with the right recipe, you get a pretty good cake at the end of it. If you try and put the cake in the oven before you've cracked the eggs, you're going to be really disappointed with your result. No doubt. And if people wanted to check out that program, um, where's the best place they can go, John? So I have a free training um, that pretty much teaches what's in that program just to so you can see what it's all about. Just go to whitingsolutions.com and uh, there's a free training for you there. Awesome. Well, that is whitingsolutions.com. Everyone will also have this in the show notes. And I'm telling you guys, you really got to check this out. Um, like John said, January 2018, 1400 bucks, right, John? That's right. A year later, over 100 Gs. Like This is real. What he's teaching is real. If you follow him on Instagram, which I highly recommend that you do, you're going to see the influx, hundreds, thousands even. Thousands. What are you at right now in terms of testimonials, John? Um, it's over 500. Wow. Like every day, just people who are just raving about what John teaches, how they're building six, seven figure businesses, go to wedding solutions. You got to check this out. John's a dear friend and John, I appreciate you for a third time coming on the show here with us today. 
You got it, man. Always a pleasure. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today having a belief in yourself. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Be sure that you start yours today. We will be back here tomorrow with another amazing episode. If you really love today's episode, we'd love to hear your comments, thoughts. Be sure you're subscribed to the podcast as we're bringing you content five days a week here. We appreciate your support. And until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.